MyMac.com podcast number 26. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson. I'm Chad Perry. And uh, for longtime listeners, I, I know you heard it's podcast number, blah, blah, blah. The reason we're doing that, honestly, is um, there's been some expressed interest from other parties that want to use our podcasts um, in a radio station, basically. And uh, in order to accommodate them, we thought it'd probably be better if we actually numbered the shows instead of using the dates yeah, like it, you're used to. Yeah, if, if you use a date and two weeks later they want to use it, or even a month later, it dates that show. Oh, this is a month old. And uh, we didn't really want to do that, so to accommodate them, we're going to change it up. And so this is number 26. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we've been doing this for half a year almost. Boy, I tell you, that's a long time. It really is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a new feature on this show, and from now on, going forward. You want to explain it, Chad? Yep, it's going to be called our focus segment. And basically, we're going to take an issue uh, either regarding... Related to Macs, basically, a Mac-related issue, and we're going to discuss it in depth a little more than we normally would. And one of the reasons we're doing this is, it's, like the name uh, suggests, Focus, we want to bring the focus back to Macintosh. And it's going to be, uh, for instance, today we're going to talk about should you, if you don't already have it, should you pay for .Mac? I know I am a .Mac subscriber, but you are not, Chad. I am not. So, so you're going to convince me why I should be a .Mac subscriber. Or, or not. Correct. I mean, um, and I know a lot of our listeners are not .Mac subscribers. Mm -hmm. A lot of our listeners are actually brand new to the Mac, as we've discussed in the past. Yeah. A few uh, of our readers say, hey, I'm new to the Mac. And mm -hmm. in fact, the one guy, I can't remember his name offhand, um, said Tiger was what actually convinced him to go to the Mac. Yeah. So that's going to be our new... Uh, our focus, it's just going to be called our focus segment. We'll always do our focus segment after we come back from our break, after any promos, and after any not Mac news with Chris Siebold. And Chris, of course, is still here. So Yep. He's just uh, not part of our focus. <laughs> I can't focus in on him. Well, he can't always stay focused, so <laughs> it's probably fair enough. That's right. So uh, what kind of news have we got on the uh, MyMac.com website this week? Well, uh, over the last week, we've posted two reviews, uh, one from John Nemirovsky of the IceTune speakers and dock. It's a really neat little three-piece combo that you can put your um, dock iPod on top of this little uh, mm -hmm. a dock, and it's, it's speakers. Yeah. And, and it looks pretty cool. Um I've looked at the specs. It's nothing that I probably would buy myself, but I am kind of an audiophile, so... Mm -hmm. and, and John did a really good review of that. And uh, another one, did you see the, the book review that's up there right now? Yes, it was a book, book review of the banned book from Wiley Publishers, the uh, icon, Steve Jobs, The Greatest Second Act in History of Business. Yep. And, and it was uh, uh, by David Weeks. Yep, and, and uh, we are... I, I could be mistaken... But I am pretty sure we're the first place to review that book. Mm. Wiley Publishing and MyMac.com have a great working relationship. They send us almost all of their computer-slash-Mac books mm -hmm. before they come out. And uh, so our reviews are pretty much cutting edge when yeah. it comes to we're out there way before anybody else. So, And another thing that we wanted to start this week, and it's called, I'm going to call it uh, the Archive Content of the Week. 
And basically what this is, for those who are really unfamiliar with MyMac.com and who we are and what we've done, we are a website that started as a digital downloadable magazine. And we started in 1995. So we've been doing this now for a decade. That's mm-hmm. a long time for any publication. Yep. Uh, if you look at what was on the shelf as far as a physical magazine at the time, when we started, there was Mac User, there was um, Mac Week, there was, of course, Mac World. Well, two of those three are gone now. Yeah. And we're still here. So kind of puts it in perspective how long that we've really been publishing. And we kind of want to focus on that occasionally. And this week we want to uh, focus on an article or bring an article to your attention called Key Cap Kids from Carolyn Curtis. Carolyn was a writer for us uh, way back in the, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not going to go over the article during the podcast, but there's going to be a link in the show notes. So yep. go to MyMac.com and look for podcast number 26. Look at our show notes, and you'll see a link to Key Cap Kids. It's a fun article. Uh, it's really <laughs> about her kids and how they wanted it. It's For new Mac users, they have no idea what Keycaps right. is. But for the classic Mac users, they know exactly what it is. It was a little uh, application that if you brought up and you pushed a key, it mm-hmm. would show you if so... If you push Option and K, it would show you what Option and K is. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a neat little utility to have. If Well, how do I make uh, this symbol or how to make that symbol? Mm-hmm. Keycap kids would show you, or keycaps would show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn's kids always wanted to play with that application. She thought they were just weird. So, <laughs> well, And that's from uh, March of 1996. So go check out the show notes for podcast number 26 and take a look at Keycap Kids. And we got some other big news uh, for this week. We're going to uh, start going over maybe three or four news stories of the week. This week, we're getting all of our news from MacMinute.com, uh, flagship owned by Stan Flack, mm-hmm. who uh, I've, I email back and forth with Stan. Stan's actually the original owner and publisher of Mac Central. Really? Even before, that. a lot of people, when they think of Mac Central now, of course, it's part of the whole Mac World, yeah. Mac Publishing conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Mac Central was actually a downloadable easing, just like my oh, Mac, Mac magazine. Yeah. So Stan uh, grew that digital magazine up until a website, and from there, sold it to Mac Publishing, which mm-hmm. is part of Mac World. So uh, this is where we're getting our news this week. If you want to uh, read some good Mac news, go to MacMinute.com. So, the first article we have up here is ITV 1.8 adds H.264 iTunes and ITV to go for PSP. And basically, uh, Elgato Systems today has announced the release of a comprehensive new version of the award-winning ITV software, ITV 1.8. This version offers or allows users to experience additional advanced enjoyment with ITV to go which is a solution by Elgato that allows Mac owners to conveniently export ITV recordings to Sony's PlayStation Portable and other mobile devices. ITV 1.8 is compatible with the new Mac OS X Tiger 10.4 and includes support for the video to- codec H.264, which, um, for those uninitiated, that's high definition, basically, Yep. in QuickTime 7. Newly added iTunes support provides users with the ability to... Uh, with the option, I should say, for increasing their personal libraries, audio tracks can be exported from ITV recordings and imported into iTunes, That which is really cool, mm-hmm. Chad, that 
if you record something in in uh, ITV, which is a PVR type of application, mm-hmm. record shows on your Macintosh, yeah. you can suck the the audio oh, right out of it and yeah. put it into iTunes. And of course, from there, you could open that file in QuickTime and clip out just the mm-hmm. sound file that you, that could be something that we could use during the the podcast for comedic reasons. Yeah, and we have, <laughs> except for you know, previously we've had to go search for clips on the net somewhere. So. Yeah, and you guys will actually hear. Um, I don't want to say where we got the clips from because we could probably get in trouble for it. <laughs> um, but we're going to actually play a promo for MyMac.com that other podcasts are playing. For those who've been listening for at least a few weeks, you'll know that we play promos for other podcasts during our podcast. And this is kind of a community thing that we like to give a little attention to other podcasters. Yep. So if you're listening to ours and you hear this commercial for another podcast, go check them out. It's, it's, uh, it's all good. A lot of love. Mm-hmm. But we've got our own promo, yep. and um, I thought it would be kind of cool to let our listeners hear our promo. Yep. So we're going to do that promo uh, right after the, uh, what do you want to do? Let's do it after the Small Dog commercial, but before Not Mac News. That sounds good. Okay. What sounds else you good. got on there? Oh, well, the biggest news, I think, is uh, the Xbox 360 release, which has been uh, surrounded by a lot of hype, both electronically uh, on the web and also uh, actually Time Magazine. Yeah, you get your issue of Time. Sitting right here. Yeah, you sure do. And uh, the Xbox 360 looks like a cool new game console. Of course, Microsoft is really positioning it as being a digital hub in your living room. Yep. Not just a game console, but Sony's PlayStation 3 is looking very similar. Yeah. Except for it's got more power. It's got the cell processor in it. Yep. Which uh, you and David Every discussed at Several podcasts ago. Yep, yep. And uh, if you want to learn more about the cell processor, I will put a link in the show notes for show number 26 for a PDF you can download and learn all about the cell processor. And it's a free PDF to read. If you like it, there is a shareware type of fee that you can pay, but you don't have to. It was written by David Avery, and I'll put a link to that. But uh, the Xbox 360 and, I'm understanding now, the Sony PlayStation 3 are both being advertised as being able to plug your iPod into them. Yep. I think that's pretty... I don't know what to think about it, really. Well, it certainly would explain Sony's CEO showing up at the Macworld Expo last year. Yeah, but that really doesn't help iPod sales at all, I don't think. And neither the Xbox nor the... Sony PlayStation 3 will be able to play AAC Apple encoded files, yeah. the protected files. They won't be able to, if you bought music off of iTunes, mm-hmm. you will not be able to play those through the Xbox or the PlayStation 3. Mm. Unless, I guess, if it actually plays the music or the sound files, I should say, mm-hmm. on the iPod and it just routes it through the game system. That I could probably see. Then, of course, it I, would be able to play anything that's on there. Yeah, because I don't know how you go go around the DRM just loading onto a PlayStation Three or a. But the Balmer, the CEO of Microsoft, made it sound like it, it's basically copying the sound files from your MP3 player over to the Xbox. So I, I don't know how it's going to yeah. work. Uh, and probably the biggest news of the week: Apple releases Mac OS X 10.4.1 update already. Apple has updated Tiger. Which everybody knew was coming. Microsoft is years and years and years away, it seems, of releasing Longhorn. Yeah. And Apple gets all the credit for releasing Tiger so far ahead that has so much of the same technologies that Microsoft is hoping to incorporate Mm -hmm. in their next OS, and Apple's already updated it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> What's uh, included in this update, Chad? Uh, we basically have uh, some improvements regarding file sharing using AFP and SMB slash CIFS network file services, using DHCP and wireless networks, using lo user login when accessing LDAP and Active Directory servers, core graphics, including updated ATI and NVIDIA graphics drivers, synchronization with .Mac, address book, iCal, font book, mail, and preview applications, and got some new dashboard widget widgets too. Yeah, uh, those are the, the uh, address book, the flight tracker, the disk utility, or I'm sorry, not the disk utility, the phone book, the world clock. Yep. And uh, I heard that now uh, you can create disk images using disk utility, which you should have been able to do from the beginning. Right. And uh, they added a slew of compatibility with third-party applications and devices. So yep. it was just basically a maintenance update. Sure. Whenever, you know, Apple can't test everything on campus before they release an OS to see if it's compatible with everything. But Apple, I think, is is pretty <coughs> nimble. Excuse you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Apple's pretty nimble when it comes to releasing an update when they find stuff broken. Yep. And especially when it comes to security concerns, they're mm -hmm. really fast about that. Microsoft should probably pay attention. Again, all those news stories we got at MacMinute.com. Go yep. to MacMinute.com for your weekly or daily Mac news. Let's uh, jump over to the brand new, never heard before, Small Dog commercial. We've been playing the same um, Small Dog commercial for, what, eight weeks, nine weeks now? Yeah. So this is a new one. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Let's take a listen. Is there a dinosaur in your life? A big, slow computer that eats up space? Remember what happened to the dinosaurs? They all got sick with viruses and worms. Dump the dinosaur and get a Mac. The Mac Mini is fast, nimble, no bigger than a lunchbox, and you can go wireless without a phone jack in sight. Macs aren't immune from viruses, but they are much less likely to catch them. Find out why at Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. Okay, Jack, this is the uh, MyMac.com podcast promo. You're the pro. Just run with it. In a world where laughter was king. Yeah, that really doesn't work for us. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we're funny, but this is a, a podcast about Macintosh, the world of Macintosh. What do you mean, no, in a world? Well, it's it's in the world, the world of Macintosh computing. We talk about all things Apple and Mac. Yeah, it's called the MyMac.com podcast. You know, Mac is in Macintosh. Okay, Jack, let's try it again. One man. No, no, sorry. It's actually two of us. Two people. Both Tim and I okay. do the weekly podcast. Two of us, Chad and Tim. N no one man oh. thing. Okay. Okay, thanks. Whoa, feedback. Whoops, sorry, hit the wrong button. Uh, okay, try it again. In the land before time. What? No, dude, no. What the heck? Look, Jack, we know you're used to doing voiceovers for movies, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a podcast, the MyMac.com podcast. It's like a radio show, on, but it's on the internet. You get it? Okay? Okay. No, seriously, this isn't a movie trailer, okay? You know what? I just don't think you're going to be right for this. Yeah, I gotta agree. Sorry, dude, we don't want our podcast promo to sound like some movie trailer or something. So, you know what this means, right? I'm fired. Yeah, afraid so. Okay, Chad, let's just roll the intro to our podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. There's nothing pretentious about that, at least. Dude, that's not our intro music. What? Jack! The next generation of radio. It's the MyMac.com podcast. Jack, playing the Rocky theme song, this is not a movie trailer. Stop it. No, I like it in here. 
podcasting from the MyMac.com studios. It's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. So much for our promo. I think that was only a promo. Oh, man. Oh, well. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Sony and Microsoft have previewed their next generation game consoles and both feature plenty of power. Not Mac News contacted several hardcore PC gamers who had recently purchased top-of-the-line Pentium-based machines. Reaction was uniform when the gamers learned that their recent cash outlays would be rendered obsolete by the upcoming consoles costing thousands less. One leaked gamer summarized his feelings by saying, Son of a bitch! and rushing back to CompUSA to return his latest video card purchase. In other news, Apple has released the first update to Tiger. 10.4.1 addresses several issues concerning widgets, iSync, iDVD, and a slew of other programs. Unfortunately, for the eyes of Tiger users everywhere, it does nothing to decrease the amount of ugly found in the OS's mail application. Not Mac News. The number one name in distrusted Mac reporting for over 10 weeks. I'm Chris Siegel. The Mr. Nice Guy Show, Marv. Well, we had a finger in our entree, our main dish. Now it's time for a finger for dessert. When is this finger stuff going to stop? The showbiz news. The most stupid among us. It would not be showbiz news without some kind of Paris Hilton story. Ashton Kutcher, another lunkhead. Shush, it's the librarian. What time is it? Don't look at your watch. I've got a website. A new survey has just been released. 58% of librarians have tattoos. Here I am in a minority again. News. The media reacted. They made much too much of it. They'll whore themselves out for any story they can sink their dirty claws into. Clear Channel's debt ratings moved a step closer to junk status on Friday. Ah, oh, they're breaking my heart. Thank you, penis growth patch. Apparently this person is talking directly to the patch. Sound like fun? Join me for more at mrniceguy.org, mrniceguy.org. There's so much going on on the web, and not all of it is naked people. And speaking of naked people, we're not naked. No, not at all. Not at all. But it is time for our new focus segment, and our focus for this podcast is... Nudity? No. No. It is (laughs) the .Mac account. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is uh, (laughs) for, for new Mac users out there, those who recently purchased a Mac, and you're wondering, what the heck is this .Mac, and what would I want it for? Uh, there's a lot to like about .Mac, and uh, really only one thing to not like about it, and that's its price. And it's $100 or 99 bucks every year. You can actually spend, I believe, it's an extra 50 bucks and double or triple your how much space you your get online. Your space, yeah. yeah. Yep. But basically, uh, .Mac started out as a free uh, service that Apple used to offer called iTools. It gave you one email address and 50 megabytes of online storage for a, for a simple website or backup, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And quite a few years ago, Apple switched over to, and uh, made it um, made you have to pay for it. Yeah. And it really ticked a lot of people off at the time. 
mm-hmm. me included. I was like, oh, this is kind of a bait and switch type of thing, you know. It was free, and all of a sudden now I have to pay a hundred bucks a year to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of gotten used to the idea that nothing in this life is free. Mm-hmm. And Dot Mac has actually grown way beyond where iTools was at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, is it really worth a hundred bucks a year? And uh, if it is. What is it worth to our our listeners out there? Should they even consider um, getting .dot Mac? Yep. Uh, what do you get with .dot Mac? You get a stable, permanent email address that you keep, even if you go from an ISP to broadband or switch from one provider to another, such as Comcast, SBC, IE. A lot of people are worried about you know when I I've got XYZ service provider right mm-hmm. now, or I've got AOL or whatever, yeah. and if I switch to something else, I lose my email address. I yeah. can't have you know uh, my name at AOL.com anymore. I can't be that. So yeah. what do I do? This is a really good way. This would give you a .Mac email address. In other words, it would be your name at Mac.com. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of neat because, you know, obviously it, it's Mac.Mac. Mac. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter who you use to dial into the internet with. This is going to be an email address that goes with you from one service provider to another. For instance, you switched not too long ago from a dial-up to broadband. Yeah. And now you use, I take it, your broadband email account for the yeah, yeah for the most part. If you signed up for .Mac and say you got Chad Perry at Mac.com, which you probably won't now because it's like a whole bunch of people just heard that and go, oh, I'm going to go register Chad Perry at Mac.com <laughs> so he doesn't get it. Well, let's say you did that. Yeah. You don't want another email address you have to check, right? No. You can actually set your .Mac email account to auto-forward to your current email address. Mm. So instead of it going to um, Chad Perry at my mymac.com, mm-hmm. you can have... Let me back up and rephrase that. You have Chad Perry at MyMac.com. Correct. If you also had Chad Perry at Mac.com, you could just have that auto forward to your MyMac.com address. Mm-hmm. So any mail that goes to your .Mac account automatically comes to your the email address that you check on a daily basis. Oh, so, that's convenient. Very convenient. That way, if you did change your main account, you just go into .Mac and change the forward. Yeah. So say you went from MyMac.com address to a Gmail.com address. Mm-hmm. You can just reroute it to the new e- email address, and you still only have to check one email address, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, I will say for for those interested, uh, Gmail.com, Google's free email service that gives you two gigabytes of mm-hmm. storage space for your email, but that's just an email account. You yeah. don't get anything else with that. That's free, and it will let you forward email from there too. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. If all you're looking for is is a permanent email address that you can keep. Gmail.com is probably a better bet for you. So what are the stronger selling points then? Well, most people nowadays have a digital camera. Yep. And a lot of people are starting to use iPhoto. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with all these photos? Do you want to print them, print out a whole bunch of photos to share with your family? Well, if your family is anything like mine, there's a lot of family members that have Internet access nowadays. Mm-hmm. With iPhoto, you can actually create your own website within iPhoto. You just make a new iPhoto album, mm-hmm. drag the pictures you want into it, type in what the name of these pictures are, here's me and dad fishing, or mm-hmm. you know, um, Brittany's first step, whatever yeah. it is, and it's just a one simple click to publish those pictures online at a website under your .Mac account. Oh, that's convenient. So you can literally Absolutely. publish it, and there's a page that will come up 
with all your pictures. And there's actually mm -hmm. a um, send someone a notice about this website so you can type in your relatives and say, check this out. This is our new family website. Mm -hmm. I do that myself. Yeah. We, we uh, you know, there's me, my wife, and we have three kids. Yep. We take a lot of pictures. And there's mm -hmm. no way I'm printing all those up. This way, I can simply send an email out to relatives and say, hey, we have a new family photo album, and mm -hmm. you've seen it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be just photos. It can be quick time movies, a small little quick time movie of a trip to the zoo. Mm -hmm. It could also be if you bring in, because Apple's iSuite really all works together, mm -hmm. you could bring in those photos that you want to, say, make a little quick time movie of, bring those into iMovie, arrange them how you want, Put a song to them, export that QuickTime movie out, and you can put that on your .Mac account. Mm. It's really simple. Um, one of the other things, and I, and I really, I'm starting to use this more than I ever did, and it's called iSync. And most Mac users probably looked on the hard drive and saw iSync and wondered what it did. Well, it mm. doesn't do anything if you don't have .Mac. Not really. Mm. And what it will let you do is say if you have a couple different Macs, maybe you have a Mac at work. Or maybe you have different Macs in the house. Mm -hmm. One of the problems is if you if you find a website that you really like and you bookmark it on Macintosh A, yep. when you go over to Macintosh B, it's not there. You have, oh, what was that website? With .Mac, you can actually sync those Macs together. So you can sync all the bookmarks in Safari mm -hmm. on machine A and machine B. So when you go over to machine B and you sync it with .Mac, mm -hmm. all your bookmarks are the same. It works the same thing with your email program with mail. So you can have, you know, when you go into your email program and you set up your signatures and stuff, yeah, it'll it'll sync all that too. What about your address book? It's going to sync all that. So if you have, you know, a really extensive uh, mm -hmm. address book, it's going to be on one machine as well as another one. So is it going to work for iCal users too? Absolutely. Well, the thing with iCal is that if you have a .Mac account, you can actually publish your iCal, which is a calendar software yeah. for those unfamiliar with it on the internet so in other words anybody can go in and see your iCal you can make stuff private so not oh you know, yeah not, sure you know you don't want anybody to see that you're gonna go have this hernia operation or you know yeah you're gonna go have these uh, whatever removed so you can make some stuff private but mm -hmm. you know if, if you have family members and they all are trying to get together that's a good way of doing it. you can kind of schedule and they can actually go in there and make changes to your they can't change your entries but they can add new entries Hmm. that you can see. So it it's really, really a cool feature of uh, .Mac. That is cool. One of the new things coming up is .Mac. Well, let me back up and say Apple provides a lot of freebies to .Mac users. Hmm. A lot of games, game hmm. demos, uh, free music on there. Um, for a while there, they had antivirus software for free, Virex. Mm -hmm. I think it was 5.7, but I might be mistaken. Hmm. And and that was pretty cool. It's they took it down now because it's not compatible with Tiger. But right, um, so they give a lot of free stuff through Dot Mac to just all subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember everything that they've given away. But one of the things that I saw that they're going to be giving away exclusively to Dot Mac users is new widgets, mm. which is really quite cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I want to see what the new widgets are going to be, and, mm -hmm. and I like that. I'm not really getting them for free because Dot Mac's going to cost me, you know, right, a hundred bucks a month, or <laughs> that'd be like hundred yeah. bucks a year. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's nice to get a little bit of reward in exchange for that. Well, and that's what I thought was convenient is that uh, when I first got my G4, 
uh, I did have a free .Mac membership for I think a year and what I really liked was the iDisk function and, and also the ability to go and get an application if it was on there on .Mac and you were looking at an application that you wanted to either try out as a demo or whatever you didn't have to go to the website and mess around with you know the download site the download to other sites which can vary so much well, let me explain to, to newer Mac users what mm -hmm. iDisk is it literally looks like if you look at your desktop right now, if you're not listening to it on an iPod, mm -hmm. and you'll see your icon for Macintosh hard drive. Well, mm -hmm. what an iDisk is, it, it shows up on your disk or on your desktop, and it's just another hard drive, except mm -hmm. for it's your .Mac account. It's yep. your iDisk, and it acts just like a regular hard drive, mm -hmm. but it's really a connected server. And Apple has folders just like on your hard drive. Yep. And what Chad's talking about is a lot of uh, demos and stuff can be found on um, your on dot on, Mac. on your dot Mac, and so that's a good way of of trying stuff out. You know, mm -hmm. you just drag it from your iDisk to your desktop, and, and that's it. That's it. That's all yep. you do. Um, you can also, which is what I use it a lot for, is for an important backup. So, mm -hmm. if, uh, like, I have a, a certain databases in FileMaker Pro where I keep a lot of contact information, mm -hmm. some serial numbers for programs that, you know, I'm not going to keep all those boxes mm -hmm. forever. And I copy that folder right to my .Mac account on mm -hmm. my iDisk, so I always have that handy with, no matter where I'm at, if yeah. I'm over here at your house, I can pull up my um, my iDisk and there's those files. Yeah. You know, sometimes when Chris sends us the not .Mac news, I can post that on my .Mac account. Mm-hmm. And on my iDisk, come over here, pull up my iDisk at your house, and copy it from mm -hmm. onto your computer. So it's really handy. It's kind of like carrying a floppy disk around or something, but mm -hmm. you don't have to carry anything around. It's it's on the internet. Yep. So there's a lot of a, a lot of neat stuff that you can use .dot Mac and uh, an iDisk for. It's, I I really like it. I think it's the easiest hundred dollars I spend a year. Mm -hmm. So does that make you kind of want to get it or? I think I, I've, I've thought about it. I thought about when we got this this new computer too. I think I'm gonna, I'll run it past the chief of finance in the household and see what she thinks. One of the things that becomes kind of addictive, and I know you guys are pretty new to when it comes to digital cameras. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. really within the last six months that you guys got a digital camera. Yeah. Once you see how easy it is to make your own family homepage using it, mm -hmm. using Dot Mac, um, it's quite addictive. I mean, you just it's just a few mouse clips. Typing in a few words as you know, this is so and so, this is so and so. Mm -hmm. Hit publish and it's online. It's right there, yeah. and people can do a slideshow and go right through all your pictures. It's it's so simple to use mm -hmm. that anybody can do it. Literally anybody can do it. And iDisk and Dot uh, Mac really work well with all your i applications. If you make mm -hmm. something in iMovie, you can actually publish it from iMovie right to your Dot Mac account. And it will make a little movie page for that movie. It's really mm -hmm. neat. So there's a lot more to like uh, about Dot Mac. And if you're interested in learning more about it, go to mac.com, www.mac.com, and uh, it'll explain a lot better than I just did because I was just kind of shooting from the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's good to get a perspective from somebody who actually uses it, not just uh, marketing. Yeah, I, you know, I don't get a dime if you go and get a Dot Mac account. I think you'll like it, and. Uh, Enjoy. That's been our show today. This has been show number what? 26? 26. I want to thank uh, Chris Seabold for the great Not Mac News. And Small Dog for the new ad. And I also want to thank uh, all the news headlines from MacMinute.com. 
and we will see you guys again in one week. See ya. Bye-bye.